Hey y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Hey, y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Welcome to Sewing Out Loud, the official podcast of ZD Sewing Studio. Here are your hosts, ZD and Mallory. Hello and welcome to the podcast. I'm Mallory Donahue. And I'm ZD Donahue. And today we're just going to do a little brain dump of stuff that we stuff that what a we nice term. is that nice um yeah, visually that turned me on yeah stuff that you all should hear ZD talking outside the podcast um we I'm absolutely eloquent yes things that we use for sewing that are not originally meant for sewing They're not sewing specific not sewing specific maybe you wouldn't like find them in your sewing store necessarily uh except you know on our sewing store online. Well, you, know, <laughs> you know, the one thing that we use, okay, uh-huh. that was not sewing specific is the uh, medical uh, tracing exam paper. paper. It's well, it's medical. It's for the exam yeah. table, right? It was called medical exam t- uh, paper, and we used to actually at the store. I used to order it from a medical supply company. Yeah, and then of course all of the uh, notions companies. You know, right, got, got onto the fact that the stores were buying something not from them, yeah, and then finally they started stocking. Yeah, it. so so it's gone a little mainstream now, right? That, right, that right. tracing paper. Well, what I'm talking about is like 15, 20 years ago yeah, when we were yeah. buying it from the medical companies. So right. so we we may mention a few things that now have gone mainstream, but right. ZD, ZD was one of the pioneers. But you said was not originally used. You know, a right. lot of things medical. That seems to be well, right? Because they're trend. instruments, mm-hmm. like the seam ripper. Yeah, that's a scalpel. Everybody, scalpel, that, seam ripper. That, that is a scalpel. <laughs> and all the nurses are like, "What size blade is that? I'll steal those from work." You know, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, hemostats. Hemostats or talk, pickups or what? Yeah. Talk well, about, he, well, hemostats. Talk about hemostats. Yeah. Hemostats are the things that sort of they look like pliers, but they're really a clamp. And of course, you can clamp them down. There, there's some way of securing them. How and do you, hemostat how, means to stop blood. Yeah. So how do you use those in the medical? Field? Well, you put them on that you know wildly bleeding vessel, and you okay. clamp it off. Okay. And they're used for other things too, to hold other things. So they but, are. They are though. But hemostat means hemo means blood, and yeah. stat means to stop or make you know stasis. To, right. So they were to stop bleeders when during surgery. So they really are a clamp. They um, are a clamp, yes. The way I've used hemostats the most often in sewing is to get a needle through something right, that's difficult that's, to get it through. And, and actually, how do you use actually, it? Actually, there are things called needle holders uh-huh. that aren't hemostats. And needle holders look like 
hemostats, only they've got a much, much shorter um, clamping area. They're uh -huh. tinier. So if you see those little tiny thing, those might, sometimes are referred to as needle holders. And those will be in a, in a suture kit. And you're saying needle holder. Right. In the medical sense as well, not like so, not like right, not right, like, right. No, you yeah. because you yeah. have to, and I, I don't know if anybody has seen sutures or how they come packaged or anything, but they're on a curved needle. Uh -huh. So you take that hemostat or needle holder, right, yeah. and you hold on to the end of that, and it, because of course it's much easier than holding it with your hand, and you know your hand won't slip, and you've got gloves on and all that, so that needle holder l allows you to be much more precise with with putting that um, that curved needle through the tissue. So tell me about one time you've used hemostats. I have an example for me. If you don't have well, I I okay. used one last week to pull a drawstring back through your dad's uh, swim pants. Oh well, that's you know, a good. That's a I good mean, use I for it. I mean, I just used it. I mean, I use it constantly. Yeah. I mean, the he's okay. constantly. This this went back. I went in the laundry. You know. I remember using it to bead a pair of shoes. Yes, I've done that did too. Did I? Did I? Did you bead Lindsay's shoes? I beaded Lindsay's prom shoes, yes. Whose shoes did I bead? I don't Oh, you beaded um Hillary's wedding uh ballets. No, but I I beaded a pair of shoes you, that were hard oh, that I had to use I don't a hemostat on. But you on. did you did her ballet shoes too. No, I know, but now I can't remember what shoes those were. Well, I don't know. Cuz you did Lindsay's cuz yeah, I'm like they Lindsay's. weren't Lindsay's shoes. No, they weren't. Yeah. So I I what mom and I were talking about and this was this is the perfect era for beading shoes like the 90s. When you had, or the early 2000s, when you had these heels with these kind of like wide straps over the top of the foot, they were they were perfect for putting fabric on, weren't they? Right. <laughs> I put a lot of fabric on a lot of shoes. And like kind of the clunky heel right, of right. that time period too. Perfect for covering with fabric. They were, they were, it was a wonderful time. Well, shoes are easy to cover. They if are. If anybody ever wants to try it, they're easy to cover. But uh, yeah, so I was beating and I, like I said, now I can't remember what the heck pair of shoes I well, was beating. Well, maybe it will come to you. I don't know. That's another thing that we use in beading, you uh -huh. know, is those, those. I think they look like little oyster dishes, <laughs> the beading dishes with the little, um, you know, sections in them. Right, right. Yeah. yeah, in beading. And then what do we keep them in? A gun case. A gun case. <laughs> right, because the foam holds it down. Okay, so like number number two or three, whatever we're on here. Yeah, gun case for beading. And I used to carry one of these around. We were way into beading. I'm still into it. But like we yeah. were into it way well, a lot for I think a while what there. happened is I really wanted to know how to do it. No one was really doing it. Uh -huh. And I had to do like, all, oh, and at the time, the only place I could find where people were beading was like, what, um, you know, the American Indians were doing. Yeah, yeah. And then that was it. Like, there was, like, people weren't beating on quilts and beating on, by hand, you know. They, yeah. I mean, or I guess what it, I'm saying is there was no literature about it. Yeah, it was hard right. to find So I was trying to figure out, like, what threads to use and what needles to use and, you well, know, we used what to kind sell, of beads. Or you sold beads. Like a long time ago right. at the shop. And and the accessories, right. And then all of a sudden, well, here's what happens. You know, small shop, you're selling beads, you're selling the um, implements or the, the um, tools. You know, associated tools and yeah. notions to do it. And then all of a sudden something catches on and Walmart's selling it, so you can't sell it for the same price Walmart does. So Yeah, so yeah. we uh, 
we these gun cases they have foam right in them and they don't have like a cutout for the gun they're just straight foam well, and, and some don't the, the, right. the, um, the ones we were using and right. so they we have these beading dishes and you could just leave your beads in that little dish and then you shut your foam gun case right and I would put a piece of cotton, put a piece organdy of cotton organdy over, over it, my, yeah. and a lot of times that's what I would put my needles in that I had threaded mm-hmm. too. So then it would hold all the beads in right. place. You could pick it up and go with it. And yeah, I I remember, I remember being way into it for a while, like doing lots and lots of beading. Right. You know that I don't I don't do quite as often anymore. Well, I'm I just you know, if you remember your sister's wedding, the entire thing was right, beaded. tons of beading. Right. Um, so yeah, gun cases are really nice. What else? Um, you know, well, if we're in the medical, yeah, theme, yeah, medical gun, okay, whatever. Uh, you know, <laughs> I don't know how this got started, but I got started with an IV pole. This is. I think I got it from. A, I worked in a, in a pharmacy, and I think I wound up bringing one. When I say a pharmacy, it was a pharmacy, and we, you know, as a nurse, I did. Um, you know, I worked in this pharmacy as the person that went out and basically peddled the drugs to the nursing homes and all, right. all the places, and and I did you know in service teaching and things like that, and they had this sort of lame IV pole left over. And and I brought it home, and it was wonderful because I could hang something on it and move it around. And yeah, you could just yeah. wheel around the dress, oh, yeah. the yeah, yeah. whatever you can adjust. And the height. I was working with a bunch of boas one time, and yeah. I had the boas all over the you know, the ivy pole. The ivy pole has um, guest starred in some of my live broadcasts. That's right. And everybody's like, "Is that an ivy right. pole?" Yes, and they're like, is. "That is genius!" You know. So we've right. got we've got one. We got two ivy poles, right? And we better have three. We have three. I. I'm trying to look around and count them. I think there's one at the shop and two here. Yeah, so we've got we've got because what happened was Donna ordered me IV poles when I made um, her daughter's wedding dress. That oh, was her gift okay. to me. She ordered you right. so you can hang your stuff on there. You can adjust the height. It can roll around right. really easily. Um, you know, it's almost like a clo- It's a clothing rack. You know? it, well, except <laughs> it's not. You know, the clothing rack often leaves the dress. Or the garment unaccessible to you because That's right. it's, you know it's it's you know it's sideways and that where the IV pole and and you again you can make it any height so if it's a long garment you know a lot of wedding dresses got bustled off of IV poles yeah so the IV pole it's if you don't know what one looks like you know if you've never watched like a medical show or something yeah. it goes straight up and it has these two little arms kind of right. coming off the top and hooks. so you don't have like mom said like on a clothing rack you've got the the legs of the rack kind of around the clothing right. whereas this leaves one side of the dress or the skirt or the pants or whatever exposed and it's, and really it's on nice. wheels yeah and it's on wheels and it's on a nice steady base right even though you do have to be careful when you put a really heavy dress on the well, yeah, you can't overload one side or the other it, it right. can it can tip over so right. that's nice now other things you use for hanging you have these big old hooks in the ceiling here right. i call that a bicycle hook because like that's okay what you would put in your garage if you hung your bicycle up so if you hang your bike up in your garage you've got this like Metal right. hook that's encased in like a plastic yeah, it's coating. Yeah, it's like rubberized or plastic or something. Yeah, so on we it, right? um you can hang your bike there, but mom hangs, you know, clothing. Right. Up. A lot of times, again, big garments like wedding dresses or or gowns or something where I'm working on the hem or the back or something like that. Um, and then let's... or cutting the hem. Yeah. Of a tulle dress because you need it to be level. 
you know, and I would cut it eye level. And you also, when you cut a dress on the bias or a skirt on the bias mm-hmm. that hang like overnight, right. so it's nice to let it hang not like up against a door. Right, it's or really something. nice to have it it's hanging freely. Freely, right. Before we take our break, I think one last funny thing that we've used Uh-oh. for rolls of like stabilizer is a wine rack. That's right. Or or a shoe that was like a shoe We've had a organizer. shoe rack, a shoe organizer, wine rack. We've used the over the door shoe things. Uh-huh. So, right. Yeah. But the wine rack really can make your stabilizer situation look very festive. <laughs> um and it's that we had like a metal one, you right. know, that it was, was like a, an accordion. accordion. Yeah. yeah, and it looked it looked really good. I love I loved that. So if you if you got old wine rack around that's what you can use it for, okay? That's right. All right, so let's take a little break, and then we'll be back to talk about more non, uh, non-traditional sewing implements. All right, Mom, we're big thread sticklers, aren't we? Yes, thread snobs, I would call us. I wrote a blog post a couple years ago that said, don't put crappy thread in your sewing machine or your serger and I felt really brave but you know that I was using the word crappy online oh yeah yeah exactly <laughs> and um we are very particular about our sergers as well absolutely so it would only seem natural that we're particular about our serger thread absolutely so we carry the Madeira Aerolock serger thread right on our website it's a two-ply polyester it has a minimum amount of binding agent, agent yeah. which is the glue that they hold all these fibers with and it is a long fibered thread so you have you know less glue and less fuzz going through your machine and winding up in your project absolutely so it keeps your nice expensive serger cleaner right longer keeps your project intact longer and, and looking very pristine, might I add. Absolutely. And it comes in 48 colors. Right. So take your pick. Uh, and normally it is $599 for a 2,300-meter spool. And if you go to sewhere.com slash serger thread, you'll see all 48 colors of Madeira Aerolock serger thread. And you can use the code SURGE, S-E-R-G-E, at checkout for 20% off your purchase of Madeira Aerolock Serger Thread. So long and so happy. sewing out loud. Hey y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Hey, y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. We're back. Are you writing down some more? Well, got I, some more ideas. I've got a few. So, okay, I've you so, go ahead. I have sewed so long that I've actually 
used to use things that were non-sewing that don't even exist anymore. <laughs> like a little film canister for 35 millimeter, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. For 35 millimeter little can of film, you right. had it, right? And right. It, so it was what? An inch and a half high and like an inch round or whatever. Like it was a little cylinder and it had a top on it. Uh-huh. And that was my sharps container. No, kids don't even know what film canisters right. are. That was my, that was my, kind of like a pill bottle almost, well, only shorter, I guess. And I know that film is still used by some people today, of right. course, but not in the ways that right. it used to be used. No right. one comes home from family vacation is With like, film canisters. <laughs> That's right. Drug store to get it developed. No, right. everybody's sharing stuff on their phone, right. right? But that was my, that was my sharps container for my, you know, machine needles. That when they, you know, were dead or bad or whatever. Absolutely. Now, the one thing I have on here that somebody might be like, well, that's not very special, is a hammer. Okay. Oh, well, but there's all kinds of hammers. Yeah, there are all kinds of hammers. And I think that if you don't have a hammer in your sewing room, you need one for your sewing room. So you might be like, well, yeah, I got a hammer. But, you know, if it's got a bunch right. of crap all over it, right. maybe you don't want to use it on those jeans right. that you're working on or on that, right, that beaded fabric. That's right. If people don't know what I'm talking about, go back, listen to the podcast about how to sew on beaded fabric. Well, and the one kind of hammer that I like that yeah. we have is a hammer that has shot in the, in the head of it. So uh-huh. that's the weight of it. Uh-huh. And, you know, it's a mallet, basically. So I, mallets are nice. There's this one hammer um, that our tech used to use that was like, what What was that? It was like plastic. It was like a mallet. That, That's what my mallet is, is that, with a shot hand. Right, with the shot and the head of it. Is that? No, not that one. Oh, oh, not just the mallet? Yeah, a, yeah, the plastic. It's clear. Yeah, it's yeah, like a plastic right. mallet, and it's right. nice and gentle. We still have those. Yes. Yeah, yet, yet strong enough. So, yeah, don't, like, limit yourself. Yeah, now, I guess if I went over and looked at my toolbox right now, I would find, like, four or five hammers. Or different hammers, And yeah. that doesn't count the hammers I have, like, on top of the counters And here. when people are encountering thicknesses in jeans or bag sewing... Right. They, you should really consider hammering, hammering down it. that. Just a couple times can make right. such a huge and, difference. And that's why I like a mallet, though, too. Yeah, bigger. Versus the big metal. You know, you uh-huh. have, first of all, you have a better surface area. Right, right. And it's flatter. So the mallet allows right. you to go along the whole seam and not be so focused. Right. And it doesn't take much. Right. You know, you don't, you don't want to, like, overdo it and flatten out your whatever too much you know but uh you don't want to smush it yeah you don't want to you don't want to distort whatever you're doing now i have pvc pipe on here i'm gonna let you take that away Go, you got well <laughs> the one thing that i've really used pvc pipe for is used it as a turning tool with huge huge things that like the lion's tail for the lion and the wizard of oz right Okay, so I use the broom handle and a PVC pipe as a turning tool. So if nobody can figure that out, I guess we can make a video yeah, on that you, someday. Yeah, if you have the turn it all right. toolkit that and and we sell that online actually. Um, the the turn it all uses it's got like three different sizes of right. tubes and rods, right? Basically that you can use, but you need a really 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 big one, right, for the gigantic lion's tail. From the Wizard of Oz. And so, uh, yeah, we have that uh, that big PVC pipe and the dowel rod. And then we made a little tube that so we can show it off. That's right. That's <laughs> we made right. a little tube of fabric so people can understand what the hell we're talking about um, with that. Uh, okay. Well, another thing we have, uh-huh. and this goes back to the beads, and I, I meant to say it and I skipped, oh. is, I, is the tackle boxes. Oh, Yeah. Like, yeah. and, you know, that piece, we need to put... Hey, tell everybody how you're a criminal. 
Tell him your your klepto story. Am I do you not, I don't oh, remember I'll tell being him. a criminal. I'll tell him. So one time. You might be lying. No, I don't remember it's this. real. It's real. Yeah. So it used to be that tackle boxes. I mean, they were in the fishing section. And there were no like. Right. It was not. So it, it's they more common. They weren't in now. the craft section. They weren't in the craft right. section. And now they were truly fishing tackle boxes. No, you told me the story where you were at Walmart one time and you got your special tackle box for the show choir emergency kit. And I remember yeah. this thing. It rolled. But you wanted to see if a certain other tackle box would fit inside it. And then you told oh, and me that, I accidentally that you accidentally bought, bought and you only got charged for like the big tackle box. Oh, I didn't you, remember you, that. You probably stole like a 95 cent tackle box or something. It's probably like 59 cents. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, if you know. You know, your dad built me a set of shelving for my tackle boxes, and right. maybe we should use that as oh, our, that's, our cover. Uh, that's a really good one. So mom has all these tackle boxes for the beads, and they're just the one-tiered, right. you know, tackle boxes with little sections. And so uh, my dad made her a bead cabinet, and it's just like, it sort of looks like a bookshelf. Right, right. It's a wooden column, Yeah, basically. wooden column that has all these little shelves in it, and all the beads go in there. Mom's got them labeled, and it's on wheels it's on casters you're you right you want you know our big thing about if you ask us how you want your sewing room to be or what you, tips we have for organization you want it portable you want it to move mobile, you want it mobile right? right you you never Everything. want i mean there's very few fixtures that you want stuck where you know now we do have ceiling hooks all over the place because sometimes we move stuff around and then we had to put in a new that's ceiling right. hook. That's right. Well, the, you know, the only thing in our sewing room right now that's totally stationary is this cutting table, really. Well, it's Couple... not. it can still be moved. Yeah, it can still be moved. It's right. not built in. No, it's right. not built in and we do not have built-in counters. No, we don't have built-in counters. Now, some of these file cabinets can't roll, really. Right. You know, but they can be moved because you well, never know. Well, when I say mobile, I mean... Don't build it into the wall. Yeah. Don't. Now, the one thing that I have built in before in a room when I had a more limited space was I did build shelving into my closet. And I ha- it was a bedroom closet with a double door. And I took the doors off. Uh-huh. I used them as tabletops. Uh-huh. And I left the doors off the closet and shelved it. Well, I think it's you know. different to put shelves in a closet. Right. But what I'm saying is yeah. I made it accessible. Yeah. Because, you know. You know if you and put, I didn't want those doors closing it off all the time. If you put shelves in a closet, that's one thing. But if you right. take up a wall where, you know, maybe you want that to be like a design wall. or You, you, you just you know. don't know. Yeah. Right. Well, we, we have, you know, we're limited with um vertical space we are because we're we have like a dormer side you know on our studio so that makes a difference but anyway um so tackle boxes we all know that you all know those are good absolutely um the other thing i think that uh mallory might not know that i've used before is a spoon and I've used a spoon. As Did you like, dig someone's heart out with yeah, it? Yeah, cut your heart. Cut, <laughs> cut your heart out with a spoon. spoon. There you go. <laughs> but I've used a spoon to guide a needle and bring it back up. That's, that shape. That's awesome. That shape will help you. And I usually keep like a flat, what we call butter knife or table knife. Uh-huh. I never know what I might use it for, but I might use it. Does your spoon almost act, can it? Well, I don't know. Would it act kind of like a darning egg for you sometimes? Yes, very you know? yeah. similar to that. Or if you're if you're using something, you know, you're trying to sew on the surface. There's something and you can't get to the back of yeah, it. Yeah, you got to come back up. Right, right away. you're trying mm-hmm. to come back up, and you can use that spoon 
Um, darning eggs are something that I feel like I could like collect. Like if people don't you think people made beautiful ones that were well, everything used and, to be right. Like artisanal or whatever. Yeah, artisan. I would. I would, uh, right. I would well, thimbles those. were the same way, needle yeah. cases. Yeah, there you go. Okay, yeah. one, one, I have one last contribution to this. Yeah. But if you've got more, we, we can keep going. Oh, I sure. got paintbrush. Well, paint or brushes. makeup brushes. Ma- pa- yes, yes. Any paint kind brushes, of brush, right. Makeup brushes, and we really like to use those, a clean one, one that's not been used for paint or makeup, to clean out our sewing, sewing machine. So you, you put the vacuum there, and you're sort of whisking out the dirt. I guess that, vacuum, you know, too. <laughs> that little um, brush that comes with your machine uh-huh. is pretty useless. Yeah, I always say that to um, people. The other thing that I have is that we have in here are we have old spice racks. Yes. Where the spice bottles were held onto the little racks, and we've taken maybe the bottles off, mm-hmm. and we have other things stuck in those. Uh, like thread, film, film canisters. Film canisters. <laughs> well, again, medication bottles, things like that work, of course. Yeah, pill bottles are great. Yeah. Pill bottles are great. No, you can use... Uh, low-tack tape. Everybody knows about low-tack tape. That's the one thing I have so written down here. There's your painter's tape. Yeah, painter's tape can be used for so many things. Once again... Now, they will sell it to you. In a sewing store, and it might have, like, hash marks on it, so it looks like you can measure with it or something like that. And it'll be very, very expensive, and you can buy that if you'd like. Or you can go to the paint department and buy painter's tape. Yeah, and so what painter's tape does is it's, like Mom said, low-tack tape. So it doesn't get too sticky. It's not permanent, right? Well, and I I guess what I would like to add here Uh is I know people that use masking tape for things in their Uh – be real careful. Uh Masking tape – is not really meant to come off as easily. Yeah. So you can put it on, if you put it on your fabric or you put it on something, it will leave adhesive behind. That's a really good and the point. Whole, right. And the reason to use the low-tack tape is it doesn't leave the adhesive behind. Yeah, You, if you want to put a special right. mark. Cellophane tape, all those other tapes, because they're not low-tack tapes, right. will leave adhesive behind so you're trying not to leave adhesive behind right you don't want to you know those other tapes are trying to actually be tape right that's yeah you know? the, the, the lo, right the low-tech tape's another thing i keep in my kitchen oh yeah i use it all the time and um the low-tech tape we use it on fabric and on our machines and cutting right. tables you, to so you mark can, right you things. can use it on the surface of your machine and not worry about it you know, leaving that adhesive behind, and then you're trying to get it off. Or, or, and if you or ever whatever. have a fabric that's really hard to, to figure out which is the right side or the side that's, you've you've yep. chosen to use, I just put a, I label it. a piece of painter's tape on, you know, what is going to be my fashion side. I don't even write anything on it, really. No, I don't either. I just, I just know it's the on the right on side. Yeah, exactly. Right, I just just, right. Now, I may write something on it. Sure. If I have, say, a right front and a left front, and they're not... Like symmetrical Hard to or tell something, something, something. And I might put right front, left front, especially if, you know, when you turn them, you, you can't tell. But the other thing is if I'm sewing more than one garment, uh-huh. say I'm sewing one for you and one for me, and it's a costume and they're exactly the same. So I might have an M on all your pieces. Uh-huh. And I might have a Z on all my pieces so that I don't sew my top to your bottom or something like that. Absolutely. No, and I'm It's been done. (laughs) Mom mom probably passed this on to me big time because I'm a huge proponent of like 
writing all over your sewing project. That's right. <laughs> you know, um, uh, make sure to label, 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 right. whether permanently or temporarily. I, right. You know, when we're making the jeans and we use that waxy pencil, I'm like, write in huge letters that this is the right <laughs> front. You know, and, and you know, this, and I say, it's like writing yourself a love note right. on your pattern. You know, that's the other thing from the um, hunting, fishing department or the <laughs> whatever I just thought of is shot. And if people don't know what shot is, it's mm-hmm. the stuff you put in your shotgun. Yeah. And they're little heavy metal pellets. So if you have something like your stuffing or you want to wait, like a pincushion, you don't fill it all the way with a shot, but you put it in the bottom because <laughs> it's going to dull your needles. Right. And then, you know, so, but it could be used like in part of. That pincushion to, to weight it down. Or to, yeah, to, to right. act as a weight for right. things. Absolutely. Right. Well, you you know, there are lots of other things. We could probably maybe do another episode once we get even more inspired to talk about all the stuff that we use. But uh, does that kind of do it for you, Mom, in terms of... Oh, I don't of... know. Should we... Are you, are you taking a last look to see yeah, if there's I'm, anything? Yeah, I'm, I'm gazing around the studio, you know. Right. Well, if you don't have anything else I guess to... the other thing is templates for circles. You find them in oh. your kitchen cabinet, probably. Plates, coffee cans, right. all that kind of stuff. Jars, yeah. absolutely. Cans, whatever. Well, we'd love to hear about non-sewing items that you use for sewing. You can uh, tag us in a photo if you'd like. I'll We're... bet you anything. We got a lot of people are going to tell us what they use. For pattern weight. Yes. So we're ZD Sewing Studio on Instagram. You can get a hold of me via email, Mallory at SewHere.com. And we're on Facebook as well in the Self-Sewn Wardrobe group. So we'll see you all at various places around the interwebs. And thanks for listening. So long and so happy. Thanks for listening to Sewing Out Loud. For even more expert sewing advice, visit SewHere.com. Hey y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Hey y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com.